Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover, and with me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. I'd like to encourage you to visit our website, foiradio.org, to keep up on all things related to the Friends of Israel Today program. There you can listen to all of our broadcasts, five years' worth of content, with links to our featured products highlighted in the show. Or you can support our ministry by clicking on the Donate button to help continue teaching biblical truth about Israel and the Jewish people. Please visit foiradio.org. Steve, In My Hands is our most recent issue of Israel, My Glory. It's all about whether or not Israel can survive. It's looking at issues that are happening in the Middle East. It's looking at the rising anti-Semitism, the hatred of the Jewish people that's occurring around the world globally, and even right here in the United States. And we're asking the question, can Israel survive? So today on the program, Bruce Scott, who's program director for the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, will be highlighting his article, Relentless, which looks at the relentless nature of Israel's enemies, but really the relentless attitude and heart that God has for his people, the Jewish people. Now, for our listeners, we want to thank our podcast listeners who are listening uh, even right now. Please be sure to rate and comment our program that can be heard on Apple, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the host of many other podcast platforms. We'd love to hear from you, and your ratings and comments will help others to find the Friends of Israel today. So if you value our program, be sure to let us know, and thank you for listening online. President Donald Trump signed into law legislation that will allocate $11 million in federal funding to further Holocaust education. The bipartisan bill called the Never Again Education Act directs funds toward expanding the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum's education program, which supports online curriculum materials and workshops in Holocaust education and awareness throughout the United States. You know, day by day, we are losing our precious Holocaust survivors their eyewitness testimony to Hitler's horrific final solution for the Jewish people is a powerful message in Holocaust education today. You know, one Holocaust survivor recounts that her mother's last words to her in the concentration camp were, you must fight, you must survive, and you must tell everyone what they did to us. Sadly, those voices are dying, and that's why Holocaust awareness and education must continue, because waiting in the wings are those who wish to deny the atrocities of the Holocaust, those who wish to rewrite history. We must be ready to defend our Jewish friends and educate our kids about the innocent lives that were lost in the Holocaust. Today, our entire episode is dedicated to our most recent issue of Israel My Glory magazine. Uh, this most recent issue, Can Israel Survive? You know, Israel and the Jewish people, they face issues all the time. Uh, they have issues today with the Iranian aggression, with rising anti-Semitism. And many are beginning to ask, can Israel survive all of this? And that's the question that we're going to tackle with this most recent issue of Israel My Glory. And we're going to take you from the biblical times uh, to the present and then to the future, what the Bible says uh, about what the future for Israel is. And the good news is this, is that God has a plan. It's unchangeable, it's unstoppable, and it's going to come to fruition in his way and in his time. Uh, we've invited Bruce Scott, who is the director of program ministries for the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, to be on the program to talk about his most recent article in this issue, 
called Relentless. Bruce, great to have you on the program. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be with you. Bruce, uh, your article is titled Relentless. Why is that? Well, it's, it's entitled Relentless because Israel's enemies are relentless. Uh, Israel has had enemies uh, throughout their history, uh, people and nations who have been against the Jewish people and, and all up until modern times. And it just seems like uh, they, they rarely get a break. And, and they have people who uh, constantly want to destroy them. Uh, really, the Bible indicates that the goal of, enemy, of Israel's enemies is to dispossess them of their identity, uh, their land, their lives, or all three. And so it seems like that Israel's enemies, they, they never give up, and, and Israel and the Jewish people have a virtual target on them. Uh, and that's why those enemies are relentless. They just keep going after them. They are relentless. And you open your article, Relentless, uh, talking about a Shabbat, a Sabbath dinner uh, that you had with a Israeli friend of yours, and I was hoping maybe you'd tell us a little bit about that interaction and what it has to do with your article. Sure. Uh, we bring a group of uh, volunteers to Israel each year through our Chesed program, and uh, one of these uh, years we we brought this team over, and we were uh, at the home of uh, an Israeli family. Uh, the Family actually, uh, one of the members uh, worked at uh, Kaplan Medical Center where we volunteer in the city of Rehovot, and so that's one of the the highlights of our trip is is we get to be invited into the homes of uh, these dear Israeli people, and it was for Shabbat meal on a Friday evening, and we were in the home of this family, and and the uh, the lady of the house, the wife, her name was Yael, and we were just talking about. Uh, Israel's Operation Protective Edge, which took place in 2014, when Israel went into the Gaza Strip to stop the terrorist organization Hamas from uh, shooting rockets into Israel's heartland. Well, what happened during that time is when Israel went into the Gaza Strip to defend itself, it seemed, if you watch the news, that the whole world turned against Israel. And Yael made the comment in our conversation, she said, I just felt so alone and, and tears welled up in her eyes. And I just felt so sorry for her. And I just felt like I could not relate to what she was expressing. You know, we have it great here in our country and we don't uh, face, you know, people shooting rockets into our country almost on a daily basis. And it was just hard to imagine what it would be like to be surrounded by enemies and, and live under that constant threat of annihilation. And uh, I was just really, really moved by her statement. Bruce, it's interesting because you and I, we've led Israel trips together for many years. And uh, it's a phrase that we would hear often, even when in times of peace and in times of war in Israel. It's not just the fact that uh, Israel feels as though it has enemies surrounding them, but even Sometimes they, f they feel as though they're totally alone, that they actually have no friends as well. Wouldn't you say that's true? Oh, absolutely. And, and that's why they really appreciate us coming over when we do come, uh, not just for touring, but also to volunteer and to serve, because it, it means so much to them. Uh, 
I sort of look at Israelis as sort of an abused people. Uh, I don't know if they would see it that way, but when when an abused person uh, has someone who just shows them a, just a very small act of kindness, uh, they're just so amazed by that. And that's how I feel when, when we bring uh, groups over and we just indicate that uh, we stand by you. You're not alone. And, and to do just small acts of kindness uh, by our volunteering. And it's, they really appreciate it. Bruce, uh, in your article, you walk through biblical history and Jewish history, and you show us what Israelis were dealing with in the past, um, and you show us what Israelis are dealing with now, you know, the 450 rockets that were being launched into Israel. Why have, is, why have Jewish people been dealing with this for thousands of years? What's the story here? Why are they, like you said, they seem like an abused people. Why is that? Well, as I, as I said in the article, the... The primary goal of Israel's enemies has been to dispossess them, uh, to take away what God has given to them. Uh, I'm reminded uh, of an example in Second Chronicles chapter 20 when good king Jehoshaphat heard that uh, there were Moabites and Ammonites uh, coming against them and others as well. And he gathered the people together and they prayed to God and in his prayer, he said to God, here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. And that's really been, been the story. They've not only of, of dispossessing them of their land, but also of their lives, their identity as a people. And it's, it's really been the story ever since God made his eternal covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants forever. Uh, really behind it, it's a spiritual conflict. Yeah, you know, uh, Bruce, I always like to say that what God values, Satan is always going to attempt to destroy. I've said it many times on this program. Exactly. And I feel like that that is really the, the story of what the, the Jewish people with the Israel has been going through for millennia is that God values them, has a purpose for them, a plan for them that's connected to his redemption. And therefore, like you said, Israel's enemies will be relentless because it's a spiritual battle. Is, is that kind of the direction it seems that the scriptures are showing us as it's connected to Jewish history and anti-Semitism? Absolutely. And of course, uh, we don't see the conflict that's taking place in the spiritual realm. You know, we see what happens in politics and uh, between nations and so forth. But what's behind the scenes is that uh, the evil one, uh, Satan, who's a real being, a real person, a uh, fallen angel, it's his goal to thwart God in every way possible. And in his twisted thinking, uh, his goal is still what he's had from the beginning. He said, I will be like God. I will be like the Most High. Uh, in fact, when he tempted the Lord Jesus, he said, I'll give you all of these things if you just bow down and worship me. That's always been his goal. And so if he cannot have it, then he's going to try to stop God from having it and try to thwart his purposes. Uh, now, we know he's never going to succeed. But nevertheless, uh, in his uh, evil thinking and twisted thinking, he's still going to try. And so in his mind, he thinks that if he can destroy Israel... He can destroy God. 
That's right. Why? Because God's name and reputation and promises and covenants are directly tied to the nation of Israel. So if he can wipe out Israel as a nation, then, then in his thinking, he can wipe out God. My friends, we are talking with Bruce Scott, who's the programs director for the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We're talking about his uh, article in Israel, My Glory's most recent issue, Can Israel Survive?, called Relentless. We've been discussing the the relentless nature of Israel's enemies throughout their history, even up to this very day. And we're going to continue speaking with Bruce. If you are not a subscriber to our magazine, Israel My Glory, I want to encourage you to go to our website, foiradio.org. That's FOI as in Friends of Israel, foiradio.org. And there you will find a link that will connect you to a way that you can get a one-year free subscription to our magazine, our award-winning Christian magazine, Israel My Glory. And you will get this issue, Can Israel uh, Survive?, uh, right in your mailbox. So be sure to go to foiradio.org. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue our discussion about Bruce Scott's article, Relentless, from Israel My Glory. Folks, I want to introduce you to an important book. The Feast of Israel, Shadows of the Messiah by Bruce Scott. You know, context is everything, especially when you study the Bible. And it's always good to remember the Bible is a Jewish book with Jewish writers writing from a Jewish worldview. Jesus was the Jewish Messiah, and he didn't celebrate Christmas or Easter. He celebrated the Jewish festivals like Passover, Hanukkah, and Purim. Jesus' ministry, the cross, his resurrection, second coming, and future reign as king and lord are not only in the New Testament, they are also hidden within the Jewish holidays and feasts of the Old Testament. That's why the book, The Feast of Israel, Shadows of the Messiah, will help you know the fullness of Jesus' ministry through the biblical feasts of Israel. Order your copy today at foiradio.org or call our toll-free number 888 888- 343-6940. That's 888-343-6940. Bruce, uh, in your article, you, you quote the famed political scientist, as you say, Dr. Raul Hilberg, who uh, writes in his book, The Destruction of the European Jews, that the intent of Israel's enemies can be boiled down to three components. The first, you have no right to live among us as Jews. The second, you have no right to live among us. And the third is you have no right to live. What is Dr. Hilberg saying here when he gives us those three components? Yes, what he's doing is he's looking at the totality of Jewish history and how uh, the nations have treated Israel and the Jewish people over uh, over the centuries. He's boiling it down to three statements, and they really do cover uh, all of what the Jewish people have experienced. First of all, you have no right to live among us as Jews. Uh, there's always been an attempt to destroy the identity of the Jewish people. Uh, just to give you a couple of quick examples. Uh, one was during the days of uh, Antiochus IV, or Epiphanes, back in the second century BC, uh, when he tried to forcibly uh, make the Jewish people adopt uh, Greek gods and Greek culture, which would have wiped out their identity as uh, the chosen people of God and, and worshiping the one true God. Uh, 
Uh, and then later on in the uh, early centuries uh, after uh, Christ, uh, it's, it's sad to, to, to read in Christian history that uh, some in the church tried to forcibly convert uh, the Jewish people, forced baptisms and so forth, saying that if you don't uh, get baptized, if you don't convert to Christianity, uh, then we'll kill you or we'll dispossess you of, your, of whatever you own, etc. And so that's a Jewish people look at that as another attempt to wipe them out as Jews. And then you have no right to live among us. Uh, throughout Jewish history, Jewish people have been confined to ghettos or they have been expelled from their countries. One famous expulsion uh, took place in 1492, uh, the same year when Columbus sailed the ocean blue when the same King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella of Spain uh, expelled all the Jews out of Spain. And so you have no right to live among us, so we'll either confine you or expel you. And then finally, you have no right to live. And of course, there are plenty of examples throughout Jewish history of Israel's enemies uh, trying to take away their lives, their physical lives, to uh, kill them, destroy them. And the ultimate example of that was the Holocaust uh, during World War II when six million European Jews were systematically exterminated by the Nazis. So really these three statements, you have no right to live among us as Jews, you have no right to live among us, and you have no right to live, uh, really uh, captures in, in these three statements uh, a scenario of, of Jewish life over the centuries. I, I think it's interesting, too, because now we have the constant debate of whether or not anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism, which is the idea of, you know, I don't like Israel. Um, is, is the fact that you don't like Israel, you hate Israel, a sign that you hate Jewish people as well. And some argue, no, they're two different things. I can hate a country and love a people. But it's always interesting to me, especially when I look at this comment here from Dr. Hilberg, that you know, when I look at the concept of anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism, uh, there is always kind of a link. A anytime you have anti-Zionism, especially in these European countries, it always kind of bleeds into anti-Semitism. Is there any connection, you think, to what Dr. Hilberg is saying here in that reality that exists between anti-Zionism, the hatred of Israel, and anti-Semitism, the hatred of the Jewish people? Yeah, I think there is, because anti-Zionism is promoting the fact that Israel does not have a historical, uh, biblical, or divine right to the land uh, that uh, the Bible outlines as the land of Israel. And so uh, they they call it anti-Zionism, and they say, well, we're not against the people of Israel. We're just against the fact that they have the land. But that, that's just a classic example of uh, another form of dispossession. They're trying to deprive them of the land that God clearly promised to them. And so, yeah, I, you, you cannot separate the Jewish people and the people of Israel from the land of Israel because it's all part of the covenant that God had given to them. There is a unique relationship between the people, the land, and the promise that God made. They can't be separated. And that's why I want to turn here as we're closing in Psalm 83. Uh, it says that, uh, you know, I know some people look at Psalm 83 as a single prophetic event of the future, but I don't see it that way. I actually see Psalm 83 as a national lament that can be prayed during any time of persecution or any time of anti-Semitism that arises. I, I want to read a Four verses here from Psalm 83, the first four, it says this, O God, do not be silent. Do not ignore us. Do not be inactive, O God. For look, your enemies are making a commotion. Those who hate you are hostile. 
They carefully plot against your people and make plans to harm the ones you cherish. They say, come on, let us annihilate them so they are no longer a nation. Then the name of Israel will be remembered no more. So, uh, Bruce, what are your thoughts on Psalm 83? Do you see this as a connection, a lament to the fact that there's this ongoing sense of of anti-Semitism, the hatred of the Jewish people? Yeah, I see this as, as you do, Chris, it's more of a uh, national lament that typifies persecution of Israel and the Jewish people throughout their history, even though it mentions specific nations there like Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and, and Ammon and Amalek and so forth. Those are just typical enemies uh, that are prototypes, if you will, of, of Israel's history throughout. And so um, I just see this as just an example of uh, Israel's history and the relentless attitude of Israel's enemies. Now, it's interesting, you stopped at verse 4, but verse 5, I think, is very significant because it says, For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. And it's speaking of not Israel against you, but against you, God. So the psalmist is saying, when they form this conspiracy, this confederacy to attack Israel, in reality, what they're doing is they're coming against you, O oh God. And I think that goes back to what we were saying. When it comes to Israel, you're always, you know, the idea of what Zechariah says, you're, you're touching the apple of God's eye. That uh, to poke Israel is essentially to poke God in, in, in many ways. Uh, you know, Bruce, I love your closing thoughts here in your article. You, you know, you talk about the relentlessness of, of God. I mean, you talk about the relentlessness of Israel's enemies, but then you say God is relentless too. And he's on Israel's side, quoting Psalm 124. His, qu- uh, his goal is for Israel to survive and to thrive. He has eternal covenants and promises that he has bestowed on the Jewish people. And you go to, you talk about Genesis 12, 1 through 3, Ezekiel chapter 36, the, the holy reputation of God being connected to the promise that, that was made to Israel and the Jewish people. And you say this, and he will keep his word that Israel will be a nation before him forever. Really quickly, Bruce, we only have a moment, but what would you say to a Christian who wonders why Jewish people are constantly being persecuted or Israel is always being attacked? What would you say to them? I would just remind them, you have to look at life through biblical eyes. You have to look at life through Israel, through spiritual eyes. And you have to look at Israel the way God looks at Israel. And it's not, it goes way beyond geopolitics. It goes to the spiritual battle that is happening behind the scenes. Satan will lose. God will win. Israel, uh, unfortunately and sadly, will still have to go through terrible times in the future, as the prophetic scriptures indicate. But our responsibility now is to try to stand by them as God does. Uh, Even though tough times are ahead, God will never leave them or forsake them, and neither should we. And you know what? That really is the answer to the question, can Israel survive? And the answer we know is yes, because God is on their side, and God made a promise, and it's his holy name connected to them. And, and friends, if, if, if you're not already a subscriber to our magazine, Israel My Glory, please go to foiradio.org, and there you'll be able to get a one-year free subscription, and you'll get our most recent issue, Can Israel Survive? Bruce, thank you so much for being on the program with us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today for the program. Chris, 
Why don't you tell us what's coming up next week on the program? Yeah, we're going to be looking at the New Covenant. You know, we see the New Covenant in the New Testament, but the New Covenant was something that was promised by the prophets. Jeremiah, Ezekiel looked forward to a new covenant, a new way that we would relate with God, something that Jesus ushered in. And we're going to look at the the, the, the importance of it from the Old Testament and how Jesus cast the vision for the new covenant and, and brought it to us today for the church, a beautiful thing of what God is doing. So be sure to come and join us next week. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Galeone, Mike Kellogg read Apples of Gold. Our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. And I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide evangelical ministry proclaiming biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while bringing physical and spiritual comfort to the Jewish people.